The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. It is 3.07 on the Central Coast on this Tuesday. I know it feels like a Monday, doesn't it? But it's Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. I'm Dave Congleton, welcoming you to another edition, another week, albeit a short week, of Hometown Radio. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. Craig and I will catch up with you during the 6 o'clock hour. We are here all the way till 7 o'clock, which means on this broadcast... At 4.05, Charlotte Mead is going to join us from uh, Meat Canine Rescue up in North County. Very concerned with what she calls a rise in puppy dumping up in uh, North County in particular. There are people just leaving boxes of puppies in various places around North County. Uh, we'll find out what's uh, going on with Charlotte at 4.05. Mike Nolan will join us during the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to talk about this new survey out that shows that Californians are happier than people who live in any other state in the country. Why is that? Also, uh, Mike will explain new laws that take place specifically for California uh, starting in 2023, just to make you aware. And then at 6.05, I'll tell time, at 6.05... Uh, we will have our Tuesday open line because now we are down to four. The magic number is four. Six o'clock hour segments left. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. First up, we have a standard rule on this show that whenever Lucy Wickstrom is in town, she is on this show. And the good news is, is that after a couple of years living in Boston, Lucy has returned to the Central Coast where she is plotting her next chapter as we speak. Let's say hello and welcome back to Lucy Wickstrom. Lucy, good afternoon. Hello, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. And um, hello to everybody listening. It's wonderful to be back on the show and in California. Do you know what the temperature currently is in Boston? Uh, I know that the other day it was 17 degrees and oh. felt even colder. So well. I am... Um, that's one thing I'm not missing, that's for sure. Right here, <laughs> right here, right now, it is currently 32 degrees in Boston. Okay, that's pretty balmy for it's, there um, this time of year. It's a heat wave. <laughs> it's a heat wave. You dodged it. Exactly. Glad I got out. Uh, so before we pursue our topic, let's just catch up because I haven't seen you in a while. What brings you back to the Central Coast? You had your graduate Cal Poly. You grew up on the Central Coast. Uh, you went off to Tufts University where you just kind of knocked it out of the park till, to the surprise of no one. But last we heard from you, you were working professionally in museum studies. So yes. how'd you get back here? Yeah, so I have been, it's been two and a half years now that I was in Boston. I graduated with my master's in history museum studies in May. And um, 
stayed through the end of the year and worked. Um, I got a job working at the Museum of Fine Arts there, which I really loved. But it was always um, kind of the plan to come back eventually to California because, I mean, you know, there really is no place like home. And it's just a wonderful place to live. And my family's here. And I um, absolutely love Boston. And I think I'll always kind of have a home there as well. But I'm really glad to be back and start applying for um, museum jobs in California because, uh, there are a lot of really, really exciting museums here. So I think it's going to be a really great place to kind of um, start out on my career. But how's, how competitive is the market, Lucy? How tough is it going to be for you to get a job in California? Um, you know, definitely not as tough as it is in New England. New England is like the premier place. Um, for museums in the U.S., I think, in a lot of ways, for, you know, reasons that I think we all can imagine. There's a lot of American history there and um, just a lot of, like, scholarship and kind of, like, historic. Historically, it's where uh, museums have, like, a really uh, long, long past, I would say. So there are a lot of museums there, and it's a very competitive market there. I think uh, definitely... Here it will be as well, but I'm hoping that uh, with my credentials and maybe um, hopefully uh, soon I'll have a publication maybe under my belt, things like that, that I'll be a uh, an attractive candidate. So we'll see. I'll do my best. Well, a follow-up on that. A degree from Tufts is a great school, but does that open doors for you in California? Yeah, I think absolutely. That's kind of also my, my hope is that... Um, because I was um, fortunate enough to go to a school that does have um, one of the best and oldest museum studies programs in the country, that um, that's going to hopefully open a lot of doors for me. So I'm excited about that. Um, it's definitely a different, a bit of a different uh, world over here as far as museums go and everything goes, honestly. But yeah, I'm hoping that some of those um, some of those Boston connections will will um serve me well here so we'll see what happens i don't recall any pilgrims are landing in california did i miss something did, <laughs> did i call in sick that yeah, day at no. school when did the pilgrims uh, come that, here that definitely didn't happen um yeah it is interesting it's um there's very it's a very different i guess flavor of american history here um and then museums as far as museums go there are a lot of uh I guess I would say up-and-coming museums in California and kind of um, museums that are really working to um, change their image a lot. Like the uh, the Gene Autry Museum in Los Angeles comes to mind. It's like very much like rooted in this, in the, you know, kind of Wild West ideas, which is what a lot of people think of when they think of California history, I guess. Gold Rush, Wild West, all of that. They're working really hard to kind of like make their narrative more inclusive and accurate and then there are museums like the um academy award museum of motion pictures in la that's like just opened in the last year or a couple years but it's been about a year again very uh yeah very very um californian history there and i haven't gotten to go there yet but i'm hoping to soon because um 
it looks a lot of fun. Well, so back up, yeah. back up on the Gene Autry one, because I think that's an important point. We were there a couple of years ago, and I went in yeah. thinking it was, oh, yeah, here's a cowboy museum. It's right there uh-huh. in Griffith Park. But even the name, it's now the Museum of the West. And yeah, it, that's right. It's not, it's not, it, yeah, the cowboy is saluted there, but it's so much more. It is a museum mm-hmm. of Western culture and history. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, good for them. I think it's it's a really it's a really exciting thing. Um, I've actually read quite a bit about that museum because um, I wrote a little research paper on it my first semester at Tufts. So it was pretty cool to um, get to read about one, you know, close to home and learn what they're doing. Um, definitely like incorporating um, indigenous history and the history of women and western culture and all of that it's a pretty it's pretty cool stuff they're doing there so i would definitely recommend um people check it out if they haven't been there so what would be your dream job in california lucy which museum would you love to work at oh my gosh i do have actually a um a specific dream museum i'm i think probably what will happen is first i'll end up in probably the los angeles area just because there are a lot of museums there and bigger museums where I could get a job and hopefully like move up in the organization. But if I were to just have my dream pick, I would actually want to work at the um, Eugene O'Neill house that is in Danville, California, outside San Francisco. Um, Tell us about uh, it. Because, Tell us about the yeah, O'Neill house. I'm, I'm just a massive fan of his um, writing and his I'm very interested in his life. And so they have, uh, it's really interesting. He kind of moved around his entire life. He, he doesn't really have like a city that he is, uh, remember, like associated with, but he moved to, um, outside San Francisco and lived in a house there for, I think, 10 years when he was in his later years, right. where he wrote a lot of his most famous plays, including Long Day's Journey into Night, um, which is what, you know, most people remember him by. So, it's a very, like, I think, really special, um, I guess you'd say, like, formative or influential place for him. And I actually haven't even gotten to go there yet. So it's definitely on my list of things to do well, now that how, I'm back in California. How do you know it's your dream job if you've never been there? <laughs> I guess I don't really. But theoretically, in my mind, it's my dream job. I also really, really love historic house museums i just like have a real love for them um and as far as historic house museums in california go i think that that one would be a pretty pretty special place to be and get to like do research maybe craig has um, some, uh, some craig has some photos documents. up on the website of the o'neill house looks pretty nice oh my gosh yeah there you go yeah it's a uh, it looks it looks beautiful and so i'm hoping to get there soon and i don't know i guess in my my fantasies that's where i picture myself ending up somewhere like that surely i think i will try to work in bigger museums for a while but i really do love historic houses so ultimately i would love to be doing research and interpretation at one of those i think all right lucy wickstrom checking in with us Uh, we follow her career from time to time she's back in california pursuing a career in museum studies when we come back do you know the top 10 most uh, favorite museums in the entire country. We will share with you the list. Lucy's been to three. I've been to four. How many have you been to? We'll find out straight ahead on the Tuesday edition of Hometown Radio.
KVC News Talk time is now 321. I'm Dave Congleton. We are in conversation with Lucy Wickstrom, uh, graduate of Cal Poly, just got her master's degree uh, from Tufts University. Now she's back plotting her next chapter. But we know that it has something to do with finding a job in the world of museums once she visits the Eugene O'Neill house. Although, what what happens if you read more about O'Neill? And I mean, he was he's not the the nicest guy in the world, Lucy. No, which is is re- really really interesting. But mm. um, I'm I'm very interested in his difficult childhood. So I think that gives him a bit of a bit of a reason for being like that. All right. Um, so <laughs> let's let's define our terms as we move on. Uh, what's your definition of a museum? What constitutes a museum? Yeah, see, uh, this in itself is a pretty big debate in the uh, field of museums. Um, I simply, um, I think you would define a museum as a place or an institution where um, usually objects of some kind of um, interest to society, historical, artistic, cultural, scientific, um, any number of those things are essentially stored, uh, preserved, and displayed in a way that the general public can enjoy and benefit from. Um, There are lots of parts of that definition that people debate, like whether a museum even has to be a physical place um, or if it can be um, online. We saw a lot of, uh, with the pandemic, we saw a lot of innovations in kind of like online education and things like that. So that's an interesting question. Um, There's also like, Places like uh, the Ice Cream Museum or the Selfie Museum. Um, there are many Selfie Museums, but wait, 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 wait. those hold, are really museums. Hold on a second. Um, hold on, Lucy, yeah. hold on. What is a Selfie Museum? <laughs> so, yeah, a Selfie Museum is essentially, they're opening all over. It's really funny. There are places where uh, there's basically just fun backdrop after fun backdrop that you are supposed to go around and take selfies or photos of you and your friends um, at every single one. And they're called museums. Like, invariably, they're always called museums, but there's a lot of debate about whether that's actually a museum. There's also, like, the the trend in immersive exhibitions now, like the Van Gogh one was the first, I think. There's been Frida Kahlo, Monet, um, all these, the Vatican, uh, where you go into a room and see, watch, like, projections all around you of art. Hmm. There's debate on whether that constitutes, like, uh, museum exhibitions. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, generally. I right. So, uh, Hearst Castle, is that a museum? Yes, I would say Hearst Castle is definitely a museum. Um, it may even, honestly, it may fall under the category of historic house museum because it is a historic house, and um, they do a really good job of preserving objects, artifacts, and that that place and presenting them to people in a very um, accessible, digestible way. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say for sure. And then how about, like, uh, Reagan Presidential Library? Can a presidential library be a museum? Definitely. Um, I... That's kind of its own kind of museum, I would say, uh, a presidential library or a research library. But, And I think every presidential library is kind of different from the next. So how much, like, public-facing work they do kind of varies. But ones like the Reagan Library and the John F. Kennedy Library, which is in Boston, um, for sure, are very, like, public-facing. They've got their 
other objects that they are displaying to the public. So those are definitely um, what I would say are, are considered traditional museums, I think. All right, so I looked this up. This is a Forbes magazine. They compiled the top 10 uh, most popular museums in this country. This is based on TripAdvisor reviews, not so much attendance, just um, the rankings. Let me just kind of mm. go through these, and we can talk about them. Uh, number 10, American Museum of Natural History. Number 9 is the National Gallery of Art in Washington. Number 8 is the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Number 7 is the Getty Center in Los Angeles. Number six is the U.S. Midway Museum down in San Diego. Number five is the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. Number four is the National World War II Museum in New Orleans. Number three is the National 9-11 Memorial in New York. Number two is the Art Institute of Chicago. And the number one most popular museum in the country is the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. Comment on the list, Lucy. You surprised? Um, not incredibly not incredibly surprised. I do think um, it's interesting that there are so many art museums, um, or I should say a couple art museums. Phew, that's nice, um, because those definitely are places that historically like didn't feel um, very welcoming or accessible to the general public, so that's definitely encouraging. The Kennedy Space Center is interesting. I would love to go there. I haven't been. I was there. Um, I was there when I was in high school. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's it's a lot of fun. I definitely wouldn't think of that immediately when I thought about museums, especially the most popular ones in the U.S. But it makes sense. Um, and how many of these have yeah. you been? How, how many of these have you been to? So I've been actually been so far to three. I've been to the Air and Space Museum in D.C., the Midway, and uh, the Getty. Um, and then I've read, uh, researched, and or talked with other people extensively about the Met and the 9-11 Museum and the World War II Museum. So those I feel kind of like intimately acquainted with, even though I haven't been there in person yet, but I certainly will try to make it. Um, what about you? Uh, I have been to the Art Institute of Chicago. I've been to the National 9-11 Memorial. Like you, I've been to the Getty, and I have been to the Kennedy Space Center, although that would have been in the early 70s, so I would imagine that the Space Center is completely wow. extended and renovated and what have you. Anyway, we'll talk about that. We're talking about museums with the one, the only, Lucy Wickstrom. Uh, finally, uh, moving back, escaping the harsh weather of Boston, and moving on with her career in museum studies. We've got news and traffic and weather and more of our conversation straight ahead. And we've got you. That's all we need. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. Tomorrow on Hometown Radio, our uh, friends from Jack's Helping Hand will be with us. Lance Parker will be with us on Thursday. Mr. Science will be with us on Friday. We will have uh, Best of Dave for you on Monday. And then we will come back Tuesday 
and begin a new year of service to the community, and we'll spend the week celebrating our 31st anniversary. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. We are chatting with uh, Lucy Wickstrom, historian in the making, uh, pursuing a career in museum studies after graduating from Cal Poly and getting her master's degree. By the way, Lucy, is that a master of arts or a master of science? Um, it's a master of arts. Okay. Uh, on the Stolberg Law KVC text line, listener wants to know if you've been to the Winchester House in San Jose, and does that constitute a museum? Oh, you know what? I have never been to the Winchester House. Um, I'm going to take a look at it right are you f- now. Are you familiar with it? Mm, the name is, oh, the Mystery House. Yeah, it's yeah. the Mystery okay. House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, that's a really interesting question. But I would say since technically it is a historic house, uh, that absolutely it's a uh, historic house museum, which is really interesting. You wouldn't necessarily um, think of it that way. But, yeah, I, I know. I can't believe it either, but I haven't been there yet. So well, don't, that's yet yeah. another got to make it, too. I, I considered going the last time we were in San Jose, and it's like, I don't know, it's like 40 50 bucks to go. And, oh, wow. And okay. it's, it was more yeah. like a novelty place. It's like, eh. I'll just look at the YouTube video. We're talking with Lucy about the uh, museum experience. We share with you uh, Forbes magazine. Here are the top ten again in descending order. American Museum of Natural History, uh, National Gallery of Art, Kennedy Space Center, the Getty Center, the USS Midway Museum in San Diego, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, the National World War II Museum, the National 9-11 Museum, the Art Institute of Chicago, and the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City is the number one po- most popular uh, museum in the country, according to the fans of TripAdvisor. I'll, I'll say uh, two things. One, Lucy, uh, I think everyone needs to go to the National 9-11 Memorial the challenge is Absolutely. is that it's just so jammed and crammed is that you really don't have the time to experience because uh, i'm i'm sure oh. having been to all the museums you've been to over the years you like to go through and take your time and Definitely. savor the art or the exhibit whatever it is and right. you, you just don't get that opportunity in the 911 museum because there's so many people there Interesting. Okay. Uh, hold that. That's kind of like. Hold that thought. We got Beverly in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Beverly. Yeah, if it was any one poster, I love museums. I grew up in Manhattan and had a wealth of. Uh, oh, wow. The best museums uh, in Manhattan, as you could probably tell by New York. Uh, but, you know, I, I love it for many reasons. One, because it gives people an opportunity that, uh, of all. Um, economic backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, you know, because normally, unlike the Winchester, I've had a couple of kids' birthday parties there, um, and it is a kind of a spendy thing, but there's so many of the more cultural museums here, you know, they have certain days that are free even, and, you know, field trips to the museums, um, I love, for instance, my oldest daughter teaches by USC. We go there to the California Science Museum and oh, yeah. the, um, yeah. the California African American Museum at USC. Love that. Hmm. Well, Beverly, um, what, Beverly, what about New York? What were your favorite museums in oh, New York? I had so many. Uh, the Natural History Museum, I grew up uh, in, in the 70s uh, street, so the Natural History Museum um um, was probably my favorite. Yeah, the, uh, mm. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, all the art museums, you know, I worked in the, um, you know, Bob Wittellis, so we were close to the uh, um, art museums in, in the West 50s. There's just such a wealth of, and, and you kind of have to love it because it's something for everybody, you know. Yeah, on every, on every corner, basically. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, so uh, um, there's nothing better than spending a few hours at, uh, in, uh, you know, it's kind of like a date time. <laughs> yeah. A date. Exactly. Well said. Uh, Beverly, thanks for checking in. Appreciate the insight. We're talking to Lucy Wickstrom about museum. Sure, you want to call in? That's fine. 805-543-8830. What has, have you been to a museum lately? Do you have favorite museums? We're just trying to get people to think more about museums. So I mentioned the National 9-11 Museum. And the other, uh, number two, the Art Institute of Chicago. It mm-hmm. It's, it is uh, stunning. And I'm not an art expert, but two of my favorite paintings are um, Edward Hopper with Nighthawks, which is the, the, the three people in the Absolutely. in the diner, okay? And mm-hmm. then you've got American Gothic with the uh, husband and wife and their pitchfork. Um, okay, at the, I don't know if it's still the case, but at the time, they were side-by-side side at the Art Institute, wow. okay? So you, you turn the corner— and there's this big room with all these paintings on, but at the far end, you see side by side oh American Gothic and Nighthawks. It's wow. And of course, a crowd. <laughs> yeah, that must have been in, it's so impactful. That's incredible that they have them together. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't say that I was a big fan of the Getty Center only because um, um, it was so crowded. And yeah. uh, I, I wasn't. I, w- I was there for uh, the Klimt exhibit. Uh, and just, oh, right. it, okay. it seemed to be so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the Getty is definitely one of those places that people go not exclusively for the art, but also just the experience and the view. Obviously, all of that. It's just a beautiful place. So probably a, a bit of like a different, maybe different environment than um, like the Chicago, the Art Institute of Chicago. Um, but yeah, that's 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 interesting. Well, the thing with the Smithsonian is that you could go to Washington D.C. and spend an entire week because, as you know, yeah. the Smithsonian is not just one building; it's a collection of buildings, yeah. and uh-huh. you could do a different building each day and just still just scratch the surface. Exactly. I know. I and and obviously, you know, the fact that all the museums in DC are free is just so incredible. Um and I wish that all museums could be free. Uh that's you know, how they should be in theory, because they are meant to be for all people. Um, but you know, well, maybe one day we'll get there. Well, you'll say that until you negotiate your salary at your first job. <laughs> that is yeah, good point. <laughs> uh one I was in the early stages of planning uh, to take the late, great King Harris. Uh, we had had just initial talk. I was trying to get him. I was going to take him out to the Rock and Roll uh, Museum in Cleveland because he was such oh. a fan of the music of 50s and the 60s. And uh, we were very close friends. And I was just like, King, if if I could arrange this, would you go? And he hemmed and hawed, but he said, yes, I would go. <laughs> and then he then he died. So well, it, it, it never happened. Right. But I, I, I think I would go if I had the chance. But I was mainly going because I knew it would mean something to him. 
and I right. just I just wanted to go. Is that a place you'd want to go, Lucy? Because I know you're big into the music of the '60s. Oh, absolutely. That's definitely um, close to the top of my list. I would love to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles is also is another really neat um, uh, music focused museum it, for folks who are here in California and maybe can't get to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame easily. I definitely recommend that one as well. Um, they do a they do a really good job. I'm surprised that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame isn't on this top ten list. I know. See, that's that's the thing. I I definitely would have expected that places like that that maybe feel a little bit more, uh, I don't know, widely inviting. I guess I would say to people, I would think there might be more places like that on this list. Um, but you know, of course, people want to go experience places like the Met, and I'm sure invariably love it because, according to everything I've ever heard, it's amazing. So I guess it shouldn't be too surprising to me. Mm. All right. Well, here I love this question on the Stolberg line. Uh, a listener wants to know your opinion: Is a wax museum a museum? I say no. Oh. I say no. See, I didn't even think about a wax museum, but that's another one that has museum in the title. I mean, you could definitely make the argument because, you know, wax figures are objects that uh, to some people, you know, carry a lot of like uh, cultural importance, I guess you would say. And I and definitely, I guess, qualify as art. Let me rephrase the question. Is 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 a wax museum a museum? If you have to pay to get in. Uh, right. See, that's... I'd, I'd say if it's free, uh-huh. okay, I'll, I'll give you the benefit yeah, of the doubt. Sure. <laughs> Lucy Wickstrom on this broadcast. We're talking about museums around the country. Uh, we'll come back for a final segment. We're live. We're local. You're listening to the Dave Congleton Show. KVC News Talk time is now 347. I'm Dave Congleton. Charlotte Mead from Mead Canine Rescue joins us during the 4 o'clock hour. We're in our final segment with Lucy Wickstrom embarking on her career in museum studies. So we're just talking about museums. Craig has an interesting experience. Craig, share this, the, what you and Mia came across. Was it in Arizona or New Mexico? It was Arizona. We went to the Dwarf Car Museum. The Dwarf Car Museum. Yeah, it's where a... <laughs> A guy made makes miniature, still makes the miniature versions of classic cars from scratch. And oh my god! I think they're half size, and they look identical. If you if you just see a photo, it looks like a regular car until someone is standing next to it, and it's completely huh. handmade. Everything it's not just taken off of other cars and then cut in half uh, because the the scale of the the curves wouldn't match. So every single thing has to be handmade, and even the tools that he uses, uh, he made himself. So that way he could get the bends and the creases, everything the exact way he needed to do it. And he had these things, but he just did it for himself, and eventually his son said, hey, you should open it up to the public. And so he sits in there on these old chairs, this crusty old leftover chair sitting around, and lets people come in, and they can leave a donation if they want or not, and you get to tour the place, and... He'll walk it through and tell you all about each car and uh, how he made them and how he made the tools. And you just kind of walk around his property. It's, it's a very unique 
very specifically Americana type museum. That was a museum, and we we had that guy a couple months ago. He wants to build the museum of RVs. Remember yeah. that guy? Yeah, up in up North, in North wow. County. He wants to collect old RVs and and restore them and put them outside and have people come. Yeah, there already is a, a vintage RV museum. I believe it's off Route 66 or near there. But they're going wow. through the history of uh, mobile, you know, recreational vehicles. Yeah, but these are museums, Lucy, right? That is incredible. Absolutely. And that's what I think is so exciting about the field is that, you know, it can be something, it can be anything from the Metropolitan Museum of Art to, you know, the Dwarf Car Museum. And mm. and there really is something for, for everyone. And I think that's a really exciting thing to be Dirk, involved in. Dirk is weighing in on the Stolberg text line recommending the San Diego Art Museum in Balboa Park on the second floor. There's a Vincent Van Gogh painting. People stood there uh, some in tears. That wouldn't surprise me. Oh my gosh! See, that's so incredible. I know, and and you know, not to mention the opportunity to see a Van Gogh in San Diego, California. It's just such a wild thing, and I think um, really special. Um, I'll definitely have to check that out. I love uh, Balboa Park, but I haven't been to the art museum yet, so I'll definitely go there. Sounds like we should just be making a list of museums that Lucy Wickstrom needs to visit. I know. Starting with Eugene O'Neill. <laughs> Starting with the dream job, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to the Jack London State Park to see the Jack London Museum up there? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't even heard of that, actually. Really? Um, You've not but, heard of Jack London State Park? No, uh, the museum. Okay. No, I haven't. Well, the museum is right there in the state park. Okay. In, after the big house fire, they built mm-hmm. a second house and after the wife died, they turned that into a museum. It's a, it's it's the it's the house where she lived after Jack London's death, and oh my God. it's a museum. That's see, that's wonderful. Yeah, uh, and, one. and then you swing over west to Santa Rosa, and you go to the da 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 Charles Schultz Museum, where you have all the oh all the people uh, all the peanuts characters. That is inc- see that that would be so much fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you've got a you've got a tour here, Lucy. Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, a lot of California museums that I still have yet to see. I've so much of like my interest in museums kind of like it sounds silly because I was already studying it in Massachusetts, but so much of my like passion for them, I guess. Um, really like stemmed from my studies and being in Boston. So I'm excited to now like really like plunge into the world of museums back in California. So yeah, any and all recommendations I would absolutely uh, love. So take, take out the Eugene O'Neill since you've talked about that already, what would be number one on your list to visit? Um, I, uh, outside California or anywhere. just inside California, anywhere. anywhere. Um, so I think I have two that I've kind of like narrowed it down to my top two. I really, really want to go to the National Museum of African American History and Culture in DC, the, uh, newer Smithsonian Museum, um, because I've read so much about it and everyone I've ever talked to who's been there talks about what an absolutely just incredible experience it is. Um, and number, walking through it. and number two. 
Number two uh, actually is in um, Amsterdam, the Van Gogh Museum. Okay. Um, because I do really love his art, and I'm really interested in his life and yeah. work. And also, they're, they're just a museum that's doing, like, really innovative, exciting things um, with a lot of, like, let's immersive some, Let's take some calls. Let's take some calls. Jim is in a Roy Grande on KVEC. Hi, Jim. Hey, Dave, how you doing? We're good. Jim, how are you, sir? Well, good. But my, You mentioned Santa Rosa. My brother lives up there. Last time I was up there, we drove over to Bodega Bay and saw, it's not really a museum, but a restaurant that has all the uh, uh, memorabilia of Alfred Hitchcock's mm-hmm. The Birds, and the original schoolhouse that was in the movie is still there. It's an historical monument. I thought that was kind of cool. That wow. would count. Lucy, yeah. that would count. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And last time I was in Rome, I didn't go to the Vatican because it was a two-hour line, but I walked around the corner, and within 30 minutes, I was at the Vatican Museum, which, if you just do it yourself, takes you a couple hours. You see all these uh, uh, murals and sculptures by Raphael, and then you end up in in the Sistine Chapel looking up. And craning your neck to see what Michelangelo did. So you you, you can skip the line and just go into the museum. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, because it's a different line. To go to the Vatican itself, wow. the line was too long. I ran around the corner, and there was like a half-hour wait to get into the the, the museum itself. So I skipped seeing the actual Vatican, the inside and all that. I just went to the museum, and I just had a great time. Wow. What a great suggestion. Jim, thank yeah. you very much for calling in. We got Lance in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Lance. Hey, Dave. How you doing We're today? Good. good, Lance. Thank you. Good. Good. Hey, uh, you know, you, I heard you mention this. You're breaking up. in there in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it reminded me the last time I was there going through the Smithsonian. Yeah. Um, I was yeah. kind of walking down the street. And one of the most unique uh, museums there was you. the International Museum of Spies. The International was, Museum of Spies. It was it was all basically uh, the Cold War Russia U.S. Oh. and what they what they the espionage and and who was who and what they did and some of the unique things. The one that I'll never forget is the Russian embassy that was built. I, I want to believe somewhere in Washington D.C. Uh, the the Russians had basically scoured it for any type of listening devices, anything. And what the, what we had done is we had in essence. Uh, put something in the drain pipes that the first rain turned these things on because prior to that they weren't turned on the listening devices weren't turned on the rain comes down the downspout it turns it basically activates all the listening devices in the building wow wow <laughs> and you know and it was just it was just an interest so when everybody goes to washington dc if you're if you're interested in the cold war and espionage it was a cool place it's called the spy museum it, it's i, I want to say it's the international spy museum it, it's not free you know it's not part of the smithsonian uh mm-hmm. but it's it's right there in in washington dc lucy do you know this I've heard a lot about it. Um, I we actually talked about it a bit in, in at Tufts, but I haven't been there, so I would love to go. It sounds like an experience. Yeah, great suggestion, yeah. Lance. Thank you very much. Uh, we were looking at a cruise for like two, two and a half years down the road because one on my bucket list is the um, Baltic. And the the sealing the deal was that they had a two day stop in St. Petersburg 
Russia, and you got to go to the Hermitage, the Hermitage Museum. And I was willing to spend all this money and all that time just to make that one stop and go to that one museum. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. to the surprise of no one, the cruise line pulled the Russia stop. No. (laughs) So that's probably probably one museum I would love to go to that I will uh, not get to. But that's okay. That it's the it's the biggest museum in the world, right? The biggest art museum. I believe so. It takes like two days to yeah. go through. But you mentioned Amsterdam. I'm surprised you didn't say anything about the Anne Frank House. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, that one I would absolutely love to go to too. I it's 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 funny. I mean, like Italy. Italy is really like the first thing that comes to mind when I think about museums. I would like to go to for obvious reasons. There's just so much to see there but yeah amsterdam with with van gogh and the anne frank house um and then they they have others as well of course there's so much art came out of there um it would be a really really incredible place to visit as well so lucy it sounds like you need a job that is either going to send you out into the world and have you travel a lot or you need to make a lot of money because we've just made a big list of places that you're going to need to go to I know. See, and thank you, everyone. I appreciate the help because I need to go experience all these places. Obviously, there's too many that I haven't been to yet. So, yeah, hey, uh, traveling for work would be wonderful. (laughs) See, I'm toying with the idea of trying to visit all the presidential museums. I've only done two. And this would mean going to Kansas and Missouri, and I don't know if I want to go back there, but that's another show. Lucy, so great (laughs) to have you back in town. I look forward to getting together with you at some point. But meanwhile, you have 30 seconds for a final thought. Well, uh, I just want to thank everyone so much for listening. I'm so, so happy to be back in California. Um, And, yeah, I guess I would just say get out there and visit some museums. Um, There really is something for everyone, and... I can tell you as someone who's been inside them and a visitor that uh, they're really special places that have a lot of potential to um, do a lot of good and help a lot of people, I think. So, yeah, get out there and go see some museums. Make it your New Year's resolution. Absolutely. All right, Lucy, Happy New Year. Happy New Year Day. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. All right, Lucy, thank you. Off we go. We've got news and traffic and weather. Charlotte Mead joins us next. Why are they dumping puppies all over North County. We'll talk. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.